then we can have empathy and, 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 and for ourselves, but not for others. And uh, I just, uh, I hope that he can uh, get on this line and hear this message, because me and him had a real heated conversation yesterday about the law. Is that your brother? Oh. See if you could get him on here and see if he want to listen to the message. Alright, you just your little tiny phone. Well, you can use yours. It's the, your, your minutes. You can use yours. My minutes. Nobody count minutes but you. Oh, excuse me. I don't count them either because Obama gave me 500 every month. See, that was just ignorant for you to be saying it over the uh, phone. Like Why? Because God blessed me to, to 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 give me a president that gave me 500 minutes. Why? That's ignorant. Don't pay her no attention, y'all. Well, anyway. Thank God for us to see him. Okay. Kingdom concept of law. In any in any civil society, the law, the rule of law, is the bedrock of older order. Okay, God, I'm gonna need you to touch my tongue and make it work right. Is the bedrock of order and social justice, as noted in the previous chapters that we have been reading. A constitution is the documented aspirations, desires, and hope for the people for themselves in the case of a democratic republic and in a kingdom. The king's aspirations and desires for his citizens. Law is produced to protect the constitution and to secure the rights of the citizens to what the Constitution promises and guarantees them. No human society can survive long without law. This is just as true for a kingdom as for any other system of government. Human nature, being what it is, Laws are necessary to keep man's to keep man's instincts and drives in check. Did y'all get that? It's necessary to keep man's instincts and drives in check. Protect public safety and decency and preserve the moral order. Every kingdom is governed by laws. Laws enforce and protect the standards by which the kingdom operates. As we saw in the previous chapter, the standards of operation for any government, a kingdom included, are codified in a a document called the Constitution. And as we learn in kingdom, the Constitution is the Bible. This contract spells out what the government expects from the people and what the people 
can expect from the government. It also it also um, tells us the rights of the people. These rights and accept, expectations need to be protected. And that is the purpose of law. A country's law always reflects its constitution because they are derived from its tenets. They not only protect the standards and ensure their fulfillment, but also prescribe penalties for any who violate the standards. I hope uh, Sister Margaret is on the line because I, I, I want her to tell us what her definition of law is next to what we just read when we uh, do fellowship. Y'all don't forget I said that. Uh, in order to develop a better understanding of the overall kingdom concept, it is important to have knowledge of the origin, nature, and function of laws in a kingdom. And as I have all, uh, and as we have seen throughout this book, we will continue to use the kingdom of heaven as the primary model. The Bible, the Kingdom of Heaven's Constitution, established the standard for life in the kingdom. Unlike other constitutions, however, it also lays out the penalties for noncompliance. Okay? Come on now. Uh, this is what's going to happen if you don't do. In addition to being a constitution, then the Bible is also the law book of the kingdom of heaven. We often think of laws as unpleasant and inconvenient. Demands that restrict our freedom and limit our options. Come on now. We do see them like that. Okay, uh, evangelist. In reality, laws are designed to free us to pursue unlimited options by providing a safe environment where we can live in peace, security, and confidence. True freedom is always come by boundaries. The laws define those boundaries. Within those boundaries, we are free to thrive, prosper, and reach our full potential. For example, and I, I just, because as I'm reading this, I'm remembering how, and, you know, when we first started out on this, you know, um, the first thing that um, Dr. Miles Monroe really wrote about and, and gave us uh, foundation, you know, the steps to build on was how much God loved us, how much the king loved us so much that he made people, you know, he made us because he wanted us, you know, he wanted children, 
Just like we have our babies because we want to be parents. To, we want children. And God did the same thing with us. So when we get to know the relationship of God and how much God really loves us, then we understand that and we can best kind of uh, follow the laws that he has designed for us because we realize that he didn't make these laws to keep us from having fun or to make us miserable, you know, and, and I, I just, for me, this was a blessing for me to learn because one of the hardest things, lessons that I had to learn in my walk with Christ was my the spirit of obedience. I had a very strong spirit of disobedience, not just per se with God, but with man. And because I had one with man, it spilled over in my relationship with God, you know. Um, so, um, that was, that was really, uh, everybody has one or two things that it takes them a while to get it. And we got to go through some stuff in order for us to get it. And that was mine, that spirit of disobedience. I wore it like a badge of honor. But, um, as I walked and learned and, and, um, spent time with God, I understood that he was not that God that always wanted to strike people down. And, you know, he wasn't the God that my grandmother told us about. Because back in our day, they used God as our disciplinarian. <laughs> Come on now. I know somebody on this line that know what I'm talking about. They used God as our disciplinarian, you know, to keep us in line. <laughs> But as we got older and we started learning him, the God of our own understanding, we understand that, yeah, he is that Old Testament God. Don't get him wrong now. Don't, don't, don't sleep on his scales. But he's also that loving father that desires to give his children good things. So that helps us to understand that, the Constitution is for our good, and we can look at it in a different way than we once did. For example, looking again at a passage we examined in a different context in Chapter 3, consider some of the positive benefits we derive from the laws of the king. I am reading from Psalm 19. Verse 7 through 11. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The concepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinance of the Lord are sure and altogether righteous. They are more precious than gold, than much pure gold. They are sweeter than honey. 
than honey from the comb. By them is your servant warned. In keeping them, there is great reward. That is Psalms 19, verse 7 to 11. What does the law of the Lord do for us? It revives our spirit. It gives us wisdom, and it fills us with joy. It enlightens our mind. And emboldens us with confidence because of permanence and uprightness. It enriches us with wealth much greater than earthly riches and leaves a sweet taste in our mouth. It warns us against danger and foolishness that could destroy our lives and place us on the path to great reward. That that right there is all that we want for ourselves. Am I right about that? Amen. You know, that really just lets us know the spirit in which God gave us laws. You know, he didn't give it to us to to make us unhappy, to make us not have no fun. You know, how many times have you heard somebody say, I can't do God? Because God, there ain't no fun in God. And, and, And just don't have a clue that that fun you talking about you trying to have is the very fun that will destroy you. You know, it's the fun that'll, that, that will give you diseases and, you know, just it will destroy you. If we allow it, the law of the Lord will nourish us thoroughly, body, soul, and spirit. Jesus said, it is written, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. That's in uh, Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. This means there is more to life than food. Come on now. We're learning that. We need solid, dependable, unchanging standards to live by. Standards founded on truth. Many people today question or out and out reject the idea of absolute truth. Well, regardless of what they think, the Bible is absolute truth. And everything in it will work for our good if we obey it. There is no law in the Bible that is not good for humanity's overall welfare. Did y'all get that? There is no law in the Bible that is not good for humanity's overall welfare. In fact, the Bible is the biggest, is the best regulator 
of civil society. Yet most of global society rejects its wisdom and resists on choose insists on choosing its own path. That goes a long way in explaining the mess our world is in today. We need to take a closer look at the kingdom concept of law. Man, that needs to be taught to everybody. That right there. We could close the book and go home after that. Come on now. Why we think we know something is what we saying Ain't what's said in that Bible. We don't know nothing. I got a son that always, uh, he always teased me about, if it ain't in that black book, you don't want to talk about it. He always teased me about that. But what he don't really realize is that at the age that I'm at, the life that I led, the maturity where I am, I've learned that everything I ever need is in that black book. Mm-hmm. You know, and when I was at his age, I felt like he did too. Mm-hmm. You know, so I do understand where he's coming from. He keep me on my toes. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna go through some of these. Uh, oh yeah, it ain't even one o'clock yet. Seven principles of law. Number one, all creation was designed to function. All creation was designed to function by inherent principles. And the word inherit means built in, existing from the beginning. So all creation was designed to function by built in principles. Principles that was here from the beginning. Understand. Remember, when God made man, God had already made everything man ever needed. Remember, Jesus is the word. Jesus is the word. Jesus was one of those, let's make man in our image. He was one of those our. So he was already here. So the word was already here. So it was not no afterthought that God had, okay, and I got these people here on earth. Now, what am I supposed to do with them? How am I going to teach them how to act like they got some sense? No. He had already supplied that for us. Let me show them what I require of them so that they can have the good life that I have in heaven. Because that was his purpose for us, that we mimic him in heaven. On earth, that we rule earth like he ruled heaven, we run earth like he run heaven. That was God's purpose, original intent for us. But us like Lucifer had to be some disobedient kids and run our own agenda. If I stepped on your toes, you know, take your shoe off. Rub your foot. In other words, the laws of the king of heaven are built into the very structure 
of creation and determine precisely how all of creation functions. Scientists speak of the laws of nature, the laws of physics, the laws of gravitation, the laws of thermodynamics, and many other laws to explain how nature works. That's what scientists talk about. In this sense, laws are observable, measurable, and repeatable because they never change. Everything that God created was designed to function by certain built-in or inherent principles. These principles are called natural law. Natural law is if you throw it up, it don't get caught in that tree, it's coming back down. Whatever you throw up in the air, it's coming back down. Mm -hmm. That's a natural law. Mm -hmm. What goes up must come down. Natural law. Did you read that somewhere? The Spirit just gave it to me. Lying on the <laughs> I just got an email from heaven. Yeah, right. Natural law has to do with laws concerning the nature of a thing. For example, birds do not have to be taught to fly. That ability is inherent in them as a natural law. In the same way, fish are not taught to swim. They possess swimming abilities as inherent laws. The same principle applies to plants. When they produce seeds that reproduce new plants that are just like the originals. Natural law is the standard for effective function of everything that God has created. If birds follow the law of nature, they live and reproduce. If plants follow the laws of nature, they grow and produce fruit. God built these laws into nature, and as long as plants and animals follow those laws, they prosper and flourish. Now, what do that have to say about us? Come on now. Violation of natural law, on the other hand, leads to dysfunction. Take a fish out of the water, and it will malfunction. It will die because a fish is designed to live and breathe in the water, not out of it. So natural law is very important. It is the standard for determined effective function. Okay, I'm going there. The natural law of God is male and female. That's the natural law of God. You going in. I'm going to go there. Don't send me no emails because I don't want to hear it. The natural law of God is male and female so that a human can be born 
that's either male or female. If the natural law of God had been man and man and woman and woman, there would they would be able to make a baby. Because we must understand, one of the biggest things that God told us soon after he made us was, go and, 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 and multiply. That was our instruction. Go and multiply. Okay, well, God, how do we multiply? Male and female get together and you create another human and you multiply. That's how you multiply. It ain't by getting wet like the gremlins. No, we can't get wet like the gremlins. (laughs) Laws are the key to successful existence and a guarantee of fulfillment of purpose. Obedience to laws promote prosperity and ensure success. All a bird has to do to fulfill its purpose is fly. And reproduce. <laughs> so in everything that lives and breathes, God tells them to reproduce. But they know how to stay within the natural law. The bird ain't trying to go have sex with the fish. No, but that's the argument they use for interracial. Uh, well, that's not true, is it? As we can see. I'm saying it's what you saying is what they use for interracial marriages. Right. That's the argument they use to keep the different races from Making saying that you know birds don't well, go to fit. You stay with your own kind. Okay, but check this out. Check this out. Our own kind is another human. God don't care nothing about whether that human is red, black, green, orange, or whatever. As long as it is the human of the opposite sex for you, that's all you mm-hmm. care about. Exactly. Stay with your own kind. Birds reproduce with birds. Fish reproduce with fish. Yeah, but you don't see sparrows flying with uh cardinals. They ain't reproducing with cardinals. Cardinals reproduce with cardinals. Yeah, because they know the law of God. So we talking about the uh, species birds so, that get with so, that species so, that's right. different of birds, but some different types of birds don't mix. Do we really know that? Do you see a half cardinal, half sparrow going around here? How will I know? I don't see no blue jay, no sparrow. I don't see no purple bird that's a mix of a blue jay and a sparrow. I mean, you know, mix of a blue jay and a sparrow. And he ain't purple. Well, we must understand that man is the top of the food chain. I'm just saying. That has <laughs> to do with different. That yeah. has to do with different species. Come on, baby. So, what you say? 
different species of birds. Yeah, they have to. You have to stay within your species. The human, that's our species. Whatever type of human race it is, it's human. That's our species. Cardinals is a species of birds. And they, Blue and they, they would, they, they would be in, like, like this, lions don't mate with tigers. Exactly, because it's a different species. But they are not. They both cats. No, it's a different species. Oh, yeah, they, they are feline. It's, they both cats, right? They are feline. Is that it, a cat it's a, or not? It's a species. <laughs> Listen to what I'm saying to you. It's a species, it's a genus, and it's something else that I don't remember right now from biology. And but that's the grizzly bear is out there with the polar bear, though. Okay, we can't get there. into this right now. Well, we can't. No, we can't. But all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is that's the argument they use to keep blacks and whites and Mexicans and Puerto Ricans from. Uh, yeah, but their argument know, is false and it's incorrect. No, I know it is, but I'm just saying that's what they use. Though. That's one of the tools of the the enemy. Right. What you bringing it up for? <laughs> because it went to Mama's point about the birds. I mean, I was just saying it was too sad, you know. But you do have some animals that's homosexual. Think, think. <laughs> yeah, they call dogs. It, dogs it, ain't no homosexual. Dogs will no, come but, with uh, uh, no, it, dogs don't do that. Oh. But like dolphins, no, but deer, but and, those dolphins do it. Yep. Yeah. And dolphins are mammals. Humans are mammals. The original species on this planet are birds and mammals. But see, now we're going into uh, 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 something that is considered God's business. <laughs> because he purposely told us as human, as a spirit in a dirt body, not to lay with your same sex. So I don't care what he said to the pup, to the dolphin, or <laughs> to the other animals. He told man with a spirit in a dirt body not to lay with your own kind. <laughs> Let's not get off into God's business. Let's try to stay with our own uh, uh, laws that he told us that we don't seem to be able to uh, comprehend and be obedient to. Now we want to go off into what he done said to the animals. Amen. <laughs> Come on now. Let's turn this train around. Get back on this track. <laughs> All right. Amen. 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 <laughs> We we gonna stick a pin in that one. Okay. <laughs> Every plant and creature on earth will succeed and fulfill its purpose simply by obeying the natural law inherent within them. It is no different with us. As long as we acknowledge the laws of God and submit ourselves willingly to living to living by and obeying them, we too will succeed and fulfill our purpose in God's design. We will realize our full potential. 
Number five, we are talking about the seven principles of law. Law protects purpose. When we obey laws, we protect the purpose for which we were born. As long as a fish stays in water, it will be able to survive and prosper. As long as a seed stays in the soil, it will sprout, grow, and prosper. As long as a bird stays in the air and there is no space to fly, wait a minute, and there is space to fly, it will fulfill its purpose and prosper. As long as we obey the laws of God, we too will live and grow and prosper. Please understand, when we talk about obeying God's law in order to live and prosper, we are not suggesting that we can earn right standing with God by doing good works or by strictly observing some code of law, of rules or statutes. Don't, 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 don't misunderstand that if, you know, you say that you obey the Ten Commandments, you go into heaven. Because that ain't the truth. So, you know, them people that be talking about, well, I'm a good person. I ain't lied. I ain't stole. I ain't laid with my neighbor's wife. I ain't committed adultery. Can't I go to heaven? No. If you ain't accepted the way to heaven, you ain't going to get there. Okay. The only way to be rightly aligned with God is by changing our mind and turning away from our rebellion against him, which the Bible calls repentance. Placing our trust in Jesus' death to remove the guilt of our rebellion, giving up our self-reliance and acknowledging him as Lord, as our owner of our lives. By obeying God's laws, I mean living in willing submission to him as king and lord and honoring his word as the unchanging standard of reference for our lives. So if you you living by the Ten Commandments, wouldn't you be doing that? No. No. Like if you like if you was truly like this, you know what I'm saying, truly dedicated and living your life, you know, like not solely based on the Ten Commandments, but I mean, if a lot of your see some, you can't some ain't gonna get you to heaven. I ain't saying some. I'm just I'm saying if you following the Ten Commandments and you living that life that way, wouldn't that be part of what you just said? No, because what I just said was living the laws and obeying the laws is not the only is not the thing that'll get you to heaven. That's what I just said. No, that ain't what I'm saying. I'm saying though, if you was living them laws and following them commandments, and you know, wouldn't you be totally devoted to the Lord by not by not putting by not worshiping any false idols or putting no other god before him 
aren't you totally devoted to him? Only if you have accepted Jesus Christ. You know, the, the laws are not the only thing that God requires of us. Remember? Because, remember, man can't keep all God's laws. Anyway, so that's why Jesus died for us. So we have to accept the gift that that God gave us for the remission of our sins. Now we're in right standard with God. Did I answer that? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody want to chime in on that? It's just, I mean, just simply put, um, you know, you know that no man can come to the Father without going through the Son. So you may be a person who can uphold the laws as best as you can. You can follow every Ten Commandments. But if you don't acknowledge Jesus, there is no way into heaven for you. So for... I understand what you're saying. If a person is living their life um, according to those Ten Commandments, it would seem as though. But in every life that we live, you're not going to be able to uphold every Ten Commandment at every moment and point in your life. At one point in time, a couple of us have hit a couple of those things on there, (laughs) myself included. (laughs) So thank God. That that ain't my only way in, because if it was, I'd be burned up right about now. You do you feel me? Yeah, I, yeah, I got. And you have to remember that there are six hundred and thirteen commandments. Yeah. So, uh, come on now, which one of us ain't gonna uh, miss one of them? Half of us don't even, over over more than over half of us, don't even know it, it's 1,613 of them. So we done already. Uh, it's 1,613. It's 613. All right, carry on. <laughs> okay, where was I at? Okay. So then, what laws? Of God are we to obey? There you go. (laughs) What laws of God are we to obey? Some of them? Half of them? I agree with the book said. All the dramatic effect. Right. (laughs) (laughs) All of them, of course. And there are many. But there are the two most important ones. Two most important ones. Number one, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. The second one, love your brother. Yep, love your neighbor. As yourself. Those are the two most important laws that God has given man. Jesus himself identified these as the two most important commandments in the law of God. 
kingdom ambassador Paul in context with a discussion about the the reasonable reason the the responsibility of kingdom citizens towards civil earthly authority commanded on this second verse saying love does no harm to its neighbor therefore love is the fulfillment of the law at the Obey the law and it protects you. Disobey the law and you risk sacrificing your purpose. The purpose for law is to protect the constitutional covenant. Laws exist to make sure that the provision of the Constitution are carried out consistently and without prejudice for all citizens. For example, the Constitution guarantees every citizen the right not to be convicted of a crime until proven guilty. Trial by jury is a law designed to protect that constitutional right for every citizen. In the kingdom of heaven, the laws of God are designed to protect and ensure the fulfillment of all terms of the covenant that God has with his creation. So you see how that flipped? You know, with society, it's about, you know, the people. You know, not one man having law over everybody, but a group of people get together and made the law. Where in, in the kingdom of God, God is the only lawmaker. Typically, what's wrong with that? Nothing is wrong with that at all. But for the people that like to think that God is uh, playing chess with us, with the devil, him and the devil sitting somewhere playing chess with our lives, I think they find something wrong with that. Typically, cutting a covenant involves the swearing of an oath of fidelity between the parties entering into the covenant. Because God's covenant with man is Um, lateral meaning that unilateral. Unilateral. U n i l a t e r a. Uh huh. Unilateral, which means that we enter freely into a covenant he has already established. He alone can swear faithfulness, and the Bible says that this indeed is what he has done. I'm getting ready to read from Hebrews chapter 6. It says, when God made his promise to Abraham, I love this scripture, since there was no one greater for him to swear by, he swore by himself, saying, I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. And so after waiting patiently, Abraham received 
what was promised. Because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised. He confirmed it with an oath. Abraham didn't wait. What scripture was that? Hebrew 6 what? Uh, 13 to 15 and then 17. Is they challenging your word? No, they challenging God's word. I know. I'm saying, didn't Abraham have a baby with that other woman before his wife got pregnant? But it was not Abraham's idea to do that. Oh, damn. But, I, but, but, but I'm just saying, look, though, it wasn't Abraham's idea. It wasn't Adam's idea to eat that apple, though, was it? Again, man stepped out of his role and listened to a woman and messed up everything. So what you saying, that a man can't listen to a woman? Hey, I'm just saying. I'm saying that a man should not let a woman oversee what God has told him. That's what I'm saying. If what she says to him is not the law of God, he ain't got no business listening to her. That's what I'm saying. And vice versa. Amen. Amen. Y'all gotta, y'all gotta follow y'all husbands. <laughs> so you better make, you better make sure you get a husband that's following God. That's all I got to say. They better make sure they got a woman that's following Amen. God. Amen. listening to them. <laughs> Woo! The constitutional covenant. Of the king, of the king. Did you get that scripture, Jay? Yes, I did. Okay. The constitutional covenant of the kingdom of heaven is backed up by the laws of God, which are the expression of his unshakable and unchanging. Unchanging word. Number seven. Laws are the conditions of covenant. They are the terms under which, it, if followed, the covenant will operate. Virtually everything we buy these days come with a covenant of laws and conditions called a warranty. The manufacturers, help me remember that Holy Spirit, guarantees that if the product is used in accordance with the specific terms and conditions of operation or function, it will perform as designed. If those terms and conditions are violated, violated, the warranty covenant is non void. And if the product then malfunctions, the manufacturer is free of responsibility. What are you reading? What are you getting? I know they don't say that in no Bible. Manufacturing and all this. <laughs> we are. None and void. I know it don't speak to them. What are you reading from? <laughs> you say you want to be taping this? Because <laughs> he wasn't here from day one. Right, okay. We have a new uh, 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 listener on the line, Harris Ministries. And hey, he was... putting me all out there on Front Street. Now, I just answer my <laughs> question. 
<laughs> well, I'm trying to explain because people are going to hear this taping and not understand why you're asking this question. <laughs> because we've been, we've been doing this for months. As you all know, I am teaching from Dr. Miles Monroe's book on understanding your place in God's kingdom. This is what I am from. Back up scripture. Okay? Hmm? What'd you say? I said, is that okay? What? What I just said. Miles Monroe? Yes. Uh, it's gonna have to be right now until I do my homework on the Joker. Okay, well you go do your homework, baby. <laughs> okay. It is no difference in the kingdom of heaven. The king's covenant with us specifies blessings and benefits for compliance as well as consequences and penalties for non compliance. As long as we observe the conditions of the covenant, all the blessings and benefits of the covenant are operative in our lives. If we violate the covenant, the blessings clause shut down and the consequence clause kicks in. Did y'all get that? No, I'm going to need you to break that down and clarify um, also every seven principle. You're going too fast. Okay. Oh, your mama ain't on me, is she? No, she's not. <laughs> <laughs> she usually write them all down for me. Okay. Okay. What this is really saying is, you know how people, how we claim uh, uh, stuff in, in, in the Old Testament, like uh, if my people who are called by, na- by my name would pray, repent, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will heal their land. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's just one of them, the examples. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is Isaiah 61, I think. I, I don't know, but I have been told that he's not talking to me. He's talking to Israel. Well, that's not what this just said. This said that if we abide by the law, if we abide by the covenant, then we get the benefit for compliance as well as the consequences and penalties for non-compliance. You're right. So, in the Old Testament where he says, let me pull that up. Get get me, um, somebody get me um, um, Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. I'm in Deuteronomy. 28, I think it is. The blessing and the curse. Blessing for obedience. Right. What is that? Deuteronomy uh, 28.2? Yes. I want you all to reread that. But, um, Sister PJ, read some of that for them. Oh, so they'll understand. 
laws are the conditions of covenant. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all his commands I give you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations on earth. All these blessings will come upon you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. You will be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. The fruit of your womb will be blessed and the crops of your land and the young of your livestock, the cows of your herds and the lambs of your flocks. Your basket and your kneading trough will be blessed. You will be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out. The Lord will grant that the enemies who rise up against you will be defeated before you. They will come at you from one direction but flee from you in seven. Keep going. Okay, y'all read the rest of that on when y'all get a minute. So he's still blessing you all. Right, he's still blessing you all in Deuteronomy 28. It's 28, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and, and and that is such a, a prominent. And then the next one is curses for disobedience. Right, and then, okay, get some of the curses for him. Let him hear some of them curses for disobedience. <laughs> this is how I learned how to be obedient. This is how I learned how to let that spirit of disobedience go. Read some of them uh, curses. Deuteronomy 28:15. However, if you do not obey the Lord your God and do not carefully follow all his commands and decrees I am giving you today, all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. You will be cursed in the city and cursed in the country. Your basket and your kneading trough will be cursed. The fruit of your womb will be cursed and the crops of your land and the cows of your herds and the lambs of your flocks. You will be cursed when you come in and cursed when you go out. The Lord will send on you curses, confusion, and rebuke in everything you put your hand to until you are destroyed and come to sudden ruin because of the evil you have done in forsaking him. The Lord will plague you with diseases until he has destroyed you from the land you are entering to possess. The Lord will strike you with wasting disease, with fever and inflammation, with scorching heat and drought, with blight and mildew. Don't nobody want no mildew, which will plague you until you perish. The sky over your head will be bronze, the ground beneath you iron. The Lord will turn the rain of your country into dust and powder. It will come down from the skies until you are destroyed. And he goes on to curse you some more. <laughs> Did y'all hear? The fruit of your womb will be cursed. Will be mildew, yeah. The fruit of your womb will be cursed. If that don't describe some of these kids that's walking around here today killing each other, I don't know what to do. Well, you got a whole line, a whole generation. A whole generation. Well, you got a whole family line. That none of them Right. That did not obey the laws of God. You got to go back to great-grandmama. Great-grandmama didn't do nothing. Because great-grandmama was sitting on on the bar stool with the daughter. And the kids was at home with Uncle Johnny, and he was molesting all of them. Now you want to know why they act like a bunch of... But I'm sad, just like the movie that we just watched, Mississippi Dam. That's the name. Y'all ought to watch that movie. I suggest that everybody watches the movie Mississippi Dam. It is on Netflix. The one, 
the mama, she had four daughters, and these four daughters had kids. And did one of what wasn't none of them good, and all of it stemmed from actions from this mama. You know what I'm saying? And I could because that's the only starting point that we got is the is the grandmama. Right, right. You know, yeah. I don't know. Her story. Right, I don't know what her, story. her, but I'm just saying how you could just see throughout generation through generation. Okay, but let me get back because what she just read is this: the manufacturers. Guarantee that if the product is used in accordance with the Pacific terms and conditions, the Pacific terms and conditions is that man and woman lie together in covenant and be fruitful and multiply. That's the conditions of the, the, the terms and conditions. Do, do that make any more sense to you, Jamie? No, it's not that it didn't make any sense. I didn't get what you said when you said number seven. I only have laws are the, and then I got you talking about the terms and conditions and manufacturing. Oh, oh. So I didn't okay. get what you said. Okay. Let me... Uh, okay, well, what time is it? 1.32. Okay, so I'm going to stop right here, and we're going to start up next week. But repeat number seven. I am. I, I'm going to repeat them all. I'm not going to go into them, but I'm going to repeat them. Okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. Let me repeat them. Okay, I'm going to let PJ do it. Okay, we're going to stop at the King's Word of Law, and we'll pick that up next week. And I'm going to let her go through the seven principles of law. Here you go, Pastor. <laughs> Thank you, armor bearer. <laughs> There's no such thing in the Bible as an armor bearer. <laughs> what was, what's the name? Never mind. He was a, a cup bearer. Cup bearer. <laughs> <laughs> I need somebody to hold my cup. Go get my cup. <laughs> okay, seven principles of law. Number one, all creation was designed to function by inherent principles. Inherent means built in, existent from the beginning. Number two. These principles are called natural law. Natural law has to do with laws concerning the nature of a thing. Number three, natural law is the standard for effective function of everything that God has created. For example, quick, if birds follow the law of nature, they live and reproduce. Number four, laws are the key to successful existence and a guarantee of fulfillment of purpose. Obedience to laws promotes... Wait a minute, hold on, slow down. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Number four, laws are the what? The key to successful existence and a guarantee 
of fulfillment of purpose. Okay, I had that, not at all. <laughs> Number five, laws protect purpose. <laughs> Number six, the purposeful law is to protect the constitutional covenant. Number seven, laws are the conditions of covenant. Laws are the, say it again. Conditions. Or in order to get this covenant, you you have to obey these laws. That's the conditions of the covenant. Right, right. And that's what God was telling me. Learn my principles so that you can claim my promises. That's what God was telling me. Yeah, that's what he was telling you. And so (laughs) six says the purpose of law is to protect the Constitution? The Constitutional Covenant. Girl, she be talking in circles. You can't understand sometimes. <laughs> Four, six, seven. Okay. All righty. You got them all? Yeah. You need any of them broke down? You don't understand one of them? No, I got the breaking down. I just don't have the clarification of, you know, number one want. is this. Yeah. That. And then, you know, all of that. I mean, because I got the book now, so, you know what I'm saying, I, I could teach it to where you could understand it without all the emotional, you know, theatrics and stuff all in it. <laughs> no, I got the, the understanding of it. I just needed to clarify. This is my sheep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to make sure that they got what you're throwing out. That's all I'm saying. When you throw the ball, you know, you be curving it. You be throwing the fastball. When somebody just want to catch the ball, and you be going through all the dances with the ball and whatnot, and that's all I'm saying. And don't my sheep all understand what I'm saying? Yeah, they do because they live. They they know you, but everybody don't know you. You know what I mean? You can't just cater your words just to two people. Well, shut it down. All you got to do is press the button. You got to tell the people. Oh, don't hang, don't hang up, y'all. Don't hang up, everybody. We would like to thank everybody for joining Harris Ministry. <laughs> and I hope that you enjoyed today's word on the seven principles of law. Tune in next Sunday to get the rest, starting with the King's Words of Law. I hope that everybody enjoyed the word today. I hope that your week is blessed. 
and we see you next Sunday. Now, nobody hang up.